Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Hello, everybody. Here we are, still in lockdown. Well, most of us are, actually, aren't we? I've seen uh, you know, lots of people flocking to the beach just up the road from here. Uh, you know, because uh, you know, they, they seem to think that the, uh, the virus is gone, but it hasn't. So anyone listening to this, stay in your houses, wash your hands. It's not just about you, it's about other people. We're saving lives! Uh, this week, I was joined by an old mate of mine, uh, Mr. Jason Cook. Jason Cook uh, is a comedian and he's a, he's a writer. He wrote the, the sitcom Heaven, which starred Chris Ramsey and Vic Reeves a couple of years ago. Very good. If you haven't, uh, haven't seen that, um, I would I would definitely go and check that out. Amongst other things, he's a he's a lovely lovely man. He was at my first ever gig, um, and, and we'll, we'll explain all about that. You'll hear all about that in the in the podcast. But um, it was a real joy to have him on he's a, he's a lovely lovely man but before we get into that just to uh, uh, just to remind anybody or just to tell you actually that uh, we're starting an, uh, a new offshoot of insane in the membrane next week called insane in the Fembrane, <clears throat> where we're going to be talking to strong confident independent women about what it what it is what it's like to be a woman because it turns out that old wilson doesn't know a damn thing about it I know fucking nothing, Jade Adams, on cue, as always. So, it turns out, I don't know anything about women. Jade said, go and talk to some women. So, we start next week, June the 4th, Insane in the Fembrane, coming at you. Uh, and available where, from wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, we have a Patreon that will, you know, just bung us a couple of quid. It, it, all the money go, that we get will go back into the podcast to keep it going. Uh, so if you if you can afford that, yeah, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody that has contributed. We really appreciate it. It's very kind of you. I'll give some shout outs and stuff later on. on uh, when when I, 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 I've got to be honest, I forgot the list. I'm sat here and I haven't got the list. But I'll do it, I promise. I said I would, and I'll do it. Love you all. So, without further ado, let's get into it. We recorded this yesterday. This, I think this might be the most, the most, the most, this is the one we've done. Yeah, normally, because we do like a couple of weeks in advance, we were like, on top, we're like, right, tomorrow. So, this one was recorded yesterday over the internet so there might be some some odd noises here and there but producer Paul as always will uh, do an amazing job I'm so lucky to have him he's a fucking great guy without without him this would be shit so 
Uh, also, what you might hear is some chatting and some TV and stuff going on because you know, I'm in the flat and I've got Mr. Paul Sweeney and obviously the majestic uh, Jade Adams banging and crashing pots and pans as I do this. Um, she's around and so they're around. She might hear a bit of that. So without further ado, let's get into it. Jason Cook. So how are you doing? Are you still, are you just locked in in London? Have you not gone we to are, the, the outsides? We live We live in Essex. We live in Leon C. Uh, down, right. down, down near South End. You know where all them cunts on the news the other day? Yeah. We live down there. That's oh, where nice. we live. So we live right where the Thames goes out to sea. So I'm literally looking, looking at it now from our flat. Oh, baby boy. It's fucking beautiful. Where are you? You Newcastle? Newcastle, yeah. Yeah, because you were Manchester for a bit, weren't you? Yeah, I was Manchester for like 10 years and then, yeah, that's it, and then I had a Jacob's Cracker advert that paid for my big yeah, house in Newcastle. Fucking remember the advert. Oh, mate, if you, if you want a big house, come to Newcastle for <laughs> cheapest chips. <laughs> I, I, we were looking at, we were looking, we were looking at Manchester. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it just, yeah. Because down there is ridiculous. It's fucking yeah, ridiculous. When I was with uh, my my ex in India, you know, there was it's just a two bed semi that we had, half a million quid that was worth. Crazy. Half, ridiculous. It's and it's just a house. It's fucking yeah, yeah. daft, man. It's ridiculous. This is like four bed, three floors. How about in for a second? Wow. Has somebody got the TV on in the background. Oh, Richard. yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on, yeah. Paul, Richard. sorry, can you turn it down a bit, please? Sorry, dude. Yeah, so my uh, my compadre, Paul Sweeney. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's playing Goldfinger. Not Goldfinger. What is it? Goldeneye on the on the Xbox 360. What, is it like a re-release? No, no, we just, we, he found it on eBay. Oh, that's amazing. Because <laughs> I, 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 haven't, I haven't got, I, I forgot I had this Xbox in, in a box somewhere because my son I bought it for my son and then when he upgraded I said to him well I'll give you the 50 quid and you give me that back and then it'll go so I basically paid for it again to, yeah of course the, the, yeah the perks of being a dad yeah, <laughs> I've already is. paid for that yeah <laughs> so yeah so we, we dug out this 360 so we've got table tennis golden eye uh, and a few others so yeah been old school gaming which is nice yeah, I remember when I lived at my mum's, I took my PlayStation, but I didn't have a memory card, so every time I switched it on, I had to start every game from the start. <laughs> I'm not really into it. I don't really get... A lot of other comedians are always on about gaming and stuff. I don't really do it, to be honest. I had to get rid of mine. Did you? Just yeah, it, it just, became too intrusive. Just got, I've got work to do, haven't it? Yeah, yeah, you have as well, man. You're always writing, aren't you? You're always writing something. Oh, yeah. I'm writing yeah, this yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it sounds like it's not scripted. It's amazing. You're a natural. A, a boy who was murdered on a podcast live. <laughs> Imagine, yeah, the frequencies. Get the frequencies right through my headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can do that. Can't you? You can kill someone with eight hertz, I think. Really? Something like that. I know there is that, there is that bass frequency that makes you shit your pants. Well, there's another one that you, that's called the clitoral resonance effect. Hello. That if you had bass spins, which I did in the 90s, if you, <laughs> if you had like really low bassy uh, CDs that you get from America, girls would like to sit on the bonnet of the car. <laughs> Look at him. He's literally covered in poon. Amazing. <laughs> no, they just want to sit on the car. <laughs> yeah. He's not even in it. Where is he? Yeah. Oh, what's, what's Jason's move to stand <laughs> awkwardly next to them and hopefully fall in love with them? <laughs> Is that how you met the missus? <laughs> oh, yeah, she she took control, mate. I'm a, I was a swept-up man. <laughs> oh, man. Are we ready to go, Paul? Is this recording? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been recording for ages. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I thought um, that. The, the, there's still lots of TV and chatter and stuff in the background. Oh, uh, Jade's, listen, Jade's on the phone. Um, hang on, hang on. I'm going to, right, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to tell her. Is it, well, it's, it's quite good atmos, I suppose, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, yeah. Be fine. If, if I hear anything sensitive, I'll uh, chop it it's out. Chitty Chatty Podcast Jazz Cafe. Yeah, yeah. Leave <laughs> yeah. it all in, leave it all in. <laughs> leave it in, yeah. It adds to the, yeah, it's the, it's the wonderful tapestry of, of, of live recording, what we do. Um, I, yeah, there's no big introduction. That's why I was a bit thrown. I didn't know if we'd started yet. We just get yeah. into it and we just get into it and we have a chat. That's it. Nice. That's what we do, yeah. Talk about your feelings if you want. You don't have to. Talk about your yeah, problems. I've, Don't have I've, to. I've only got about three, so we're going to have to come up with something else. <laughs> three feelings. <laughs> three Geordie feelings. <laughs> I'm hungry and eat yeah. sex and I'm tired. And I'm, I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> when I met you, you were part of the Klatashenk and Feta Mouse. Yeah, man. Which I still have the CD of. Really? Well, we were at your first ever gig. Yeah, you were. Where we <laughs> died on our hoop. <laughs> and then some guy from BBC Oxford did a review where he made it blindly clear that we had died on our hoop. Oh, I remember him. He was Because yeah. I, I became the resident open spot. And he was at every gig. <laughs> the resident open spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's on the CV. <laughs> I'll tell you what, kid, if you stick in, you could do this for nothing forever. <laughs> but only for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I did that. And so I got to see you. I got to see the, the clutter, the clutter, which doesn't mean anything, does it? No, I came up with it when I was on a heady concoction of wine and... Fresh herb mm. from the ground. Oh, lovely, lovely. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. And Dead Clown, what a song. Yeah, that was, a lot of people say Love Me In Your Mouth was was, yeah. was, was the top, but a, a real aficionado of the clown. I think always goes Dead Clown, sometimes Panic Attack. Panic but, Attack, you know. Panic Attack, yes. Yeah. Oh, man, I'd forgot about Panic Attack. Brilliant. I'm going to have to, I'm going to put, is there a link to this anywhere? No. So did Clatchank and Mouse? Yeah, you got any music up anywhere? Because we no, could link it. A, we, we did a video, weirdly, we shot a video with a TV company who thought we might be the next big thing, and we decided to prove them wrong. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> but it, it's, up, it's up on YouTube somewhere. Ah, oh, right, we'll put, we'll put a link. That'd cool. be brilliant, because I ne- or I'm gonna, it's got to be a way to upload the music, because people have got yeah. to listen. They've got to hear it, man. Looking back at it now, it's very, very dodgy. What we see, very misogynist. nah. You're all right. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> oh yeah, it was very brutal at the time. But it's, but it's where we were at. You know, that's that's. It wasn't. It was. It's not that bad. It's just a bit dark. Yeah, yeah. Upstairs, it was very, very dark. Dead clown rooting around in your mum's knicker drawer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got kids now, haven't you? How many? How many? Have you got one? Just... I've got just the one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One of my few regrets in life is having kids too late. Yeah, because I was I was like thirty eight when she was born. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means I'm going to be. I did the maths. I'm going to be fifty six when she's eighteen. Like, who, come for a pint with your fifty six year old dad. <laughs> but it's not like it used to be. Like when we were when we were young, anyone who was in their thirties was was nearly dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and you, you see old pictures of kids like when they were fourteen and they all had suits on because uh, they'd been in the war. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, hey, I remember when you had to you had to wear a suit to get into a nightclub, mate. Fucking was... hell, yeah, shirt, a shirt and tie. Yeah, man, that was it. <laughs> we always used to go uh, before the bouncers had started because we were underage, and you could sneak in. Yeah, right. 
Yeah. Would you shirt and tie on? <laughs> it doesn't sound like it was your cup of tea, to be honest. It certainly wasn't really mine, looking back. No, well, I, I quickly found uh, drugs, which yeah. um, changed everything. Yeah, I yeah I I I became fully formed in the late eighties, early nineties, when yeah it, it all sort it all sort of fell into place. The music, and the and the clothing, and it was always like, oh yeah, this is it, shirt and tie. Yeah, bullsh- what the fuck is that shit about? I want to get m- mashed in a field. Yeah, exactly. That whole I mean the st- the stuff we got up to in those summers was just it was now the, the more I think about it, it was just crazy. I'm surprised I'm still alive. Yeah, there was, was like, never any. There was never any thought of how are you getting home. Oh, there was, was a consequence. All... Didn't even exist. No. Yeah, it was I mean, always we, about yeah. Go on. We drove from from Newcastle to Somerset for a, for a party in a field, and then we got there, and they said, "Where you been? You've been ages." It's like eleven o'clock or something. We've been driving for about eight or nine hours, and they said, "You've been you've been you're dead late. You're gonna have to double drop to keep up." And I was like. Well, that's not an issue for me. And, <laughs> so I had two of these pills, and then like 15 minutes later, the police turned up, busted the rave, oh. and then we were staying in London. So I had to get in the car, coming up on these pills, and then drive to uh, the middle of London. Oh, it my was, God. Oh, it was insane. It's just, yeah, you just, it's just what you did, though, isn't it? I mean, I, my, yeah. mate got, my mate got arrested, and he had, he had seven pills in his pocket. He didn't want to get done with it. He'd been caught with something before, so he just took them. <laughs> <laughs> oh. ended, up, ended up doing press-ups all night. In the <laughs> Amazing. Oh, no. oh God. Because oh, I, no. I would just be, I'd find a corner somewhere and just wank myself into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, yeah. I mean, just the, the the intensity of those times. It was always just chasing that that kind of loved up vibe. That was it. Or maybe yeah. Because like, it was so underground at that point. Do you know what I mean? That you, you yes. felt you're part of like a tribe or something like that. These people who knew a secret. Yes. That nobody else knew, and then it sort of just got got ruined, didn't it? Yeah. It, yeah. It, I, I when I, I remember that first feeling of euphoria. That I'd never felt before. Oh yeah. That just I just was like I want to feel like this always. Yeah. And so <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> I sat in a rave and sat and <laughs> sat down and wrote a poem on a Rizzler once. So I was just <laughs> I was just too blissed up. Yeah. <laughs> people dancing around us. I'm saying, you make me Rizzler soggy man. <laughs> oh man, I remember drawing a picture, and it was the the world. And then there was all these clouds and animals and this thing, and I just went, "This is it. I've sussed it out." Yeah, and, I was show- and I was showing the people, and they're going, "Fucking hell, man! That's it. That's the map of the universe. That's why we're here." <laughs> and then I found it a couple of days later. It's ju- you can't even see what I'd drawn. Oh, of course, it was not. just scrawl. It was just this. I don't know, man. It was it looked like I'd read it with my ass. At that time, I wanted to get a tattoo that was all of the symbols of all the religions going down my back, and then at the yeah. bottom would be a question mark. Oh! <laughs> How interesting <laughs> is this guy? <laughs> wow, he's so complex. Yeah, why does he keep taking his T-shirt off and turning around in social situations? <laughs> and would the, would the dot of the question mark be your asshole? Be uh, a hoop? Well, I could, it may have been a planet around which my arsehole began. <laughs> Just layers. 
Can you imagine that now? Daddy, <laughs> what does this mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Babe. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got a tattoo of Eric Morgan as the devil climbing up my leg. It's, yeah, it's right. It's huge. It's like my, my full thigh, and then it goes up my kneecap. And my daughter looks at it and she goes like, what's that, Daddy? And I just feel like going, it's kind of a good idea in 98. <laughs> yeah. This is what, this is what, uh, yeah, this is what the past looks like. And you'll have some of these, I imagine, babe, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I got, you know. I got that when I decided to do comedy, to give up, like, my other life, which is what you have to do. You just mm. throw your other life away. Yeah. and Because uh, I was at the Merchant Navy, so you, you kind of do stand-up from an oil tanker in the middle of the ocean. So uh, there was that time I was like, I'm doing it, man. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah, tattoo of a comedy legend. That's it. I'm comedy now. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I don't have any money. That's shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then you, so find, you... Yourself, find yourself in, in some shithole like Southport on a Wednesday night for 50 quid. <laughs> the tattoo's not doing what it thought it was. <laughs> You put your trousers back on, please, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tattoo, me too. He's very avant-garde, this next bloke. <laughs> How did you get into the Merchant Navy? My, uh, well, my dad did it and his dad did it. It's very ah. traditional for people in this in Newcastle where I'm yes. from. We built lots of ships and stuff like that, and then there was lots of Merchant Navy. Uh, so my dad did it and his dad did it, and you always kind of want to do what your dad did. And in some ways, unless he was a bad dad. Um, but <laughs> I, uh, so yeah, I just, and because he was like, it was horrible because he used to go away, obviously. He was away for like, I only kind of knew him for a quarter of my life. But it was like, he would always come back and tell us these amazing places. And you'd uh, have all these pictures and come back with these like weird, like trinkets and stuff like that. Almost like a yeah. pirate. And like, I remember he brought me a, a, a King Cobra skin once from like oh. Texas or something like that. And I was like eight and I was going, this is amazing. <laughs> Fucking hell! Yes, yes. I, I did that for like seven years. Didn't you get arrested? Is that? I, did, I remember you telling yeah. me you got arrested. Yeah, yeah man. Ah. International piracy. That's it. Pirate boy. What were you doing? Well, I was sort of. There was a ship behind us. We we're in Libya, and there was a ship behind us that had been. It was sinking, basically tied to the docks. It was sinking, so it was obviously going to get towed away and for scrap. Mm. And there was a thing on it called an anemometer, which is like, you know, the wind measuring thing that looks like four halves of tennis balls on it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was one of those. And the one we had was digital. So it didn't have that. It was just a little box. And the captain, who was like a proper old British Raj type captain, was like, I want that. I want that. It's an antique. I want that. Go and fetch that for me. And so, you know, in the Merchant Navy, you can. If a ship's like sinking or wrecked, you can, you can go and salvage bits of it. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of, that's what like you do, yeah. A bit of recycling. But uh, the Libyan port authorities did not subscribe to that theory. <laughs> and uh, yeah, did two months. Two months maximum security with all the mates. Really? Yeah, man. Just, just for taking an aerial? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he like, oh, it was, it was a crazy time. The captain was drunk when we, when we did it. That he, he kind of, they all came in to the office. We got had the shit kicked out of us. with guns oh, everywhere. Fuck Took hell. us into the office. And when we're sitting there, there's like blokes coming in while they're waiting for the captain to come on. And they're like putting on uniform shirts and doing them up. And it's like, ooh, the bribe shop has opened. <laughs> which, is, which is how lots of these places, especially developing nations work. Do you know what I mean? That's like, yeah. especially Egypt, you go to the Suez Canal, there's cash flying everywhere. You know what I mean? Any any developing nation, there's always corruption. So um, so the captain came and they were like, uh, so uh, I think we may sort this out with a fine. And the captain was like, we have no money on our ship. 
And like I was sitting with the other guy who was like my superior officer, and we both knew he had a hundred grand in the in the safe because he kept t- telling everyone and showing off about it. Oh. But we were like, maybe he's just playing it cool, so they'll just like let us go and stuff. And then they just said, uh, all right. Then they just took us to a police station, went to court <laughs> the next day, into prison. And like you know, by Shit. the third by the third day, you're going, hey, he's pretty pretty cool, this captain. He's going <laughs> to come and swoop in and save the day. <laughs> Yeah, any time now, any yeah, day. Just you and three, two, one. No, okay. three, two, one. And now, oh. yeah, man, it's absolutely <laughs> crazy. You, what, what was going through your head when you were banged up? You just like, oh, that, I mean, I had PTSD. I had diagnosed PTSD when I came out. Oh um, Jesus! What I mean, that's, like? if this is a mental health podcast. I remember when they took us into the prison. The prison was a six-hour drive into the desert. And they, um, they kept the door open with a chair. And it was like, if you want to run, you can run, but you will die. Um, and it was just like, it was for 45 to a cell. Um, what? Murderers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Murderers. Loads like proper, of murderers. Proper gulag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And then oh. I, I, weirdly, comedy got me through that because I was funny. So... I, uh, I just made them all laugh. And like, you know, mm. if you can make a room full of serial killers laugh, you are storming that gig. <laughs> so then, so when you played Oxford and you died on your hole, as, <laughs> you were like, I don't give a fuck. I don't yeah. care. It didn't present the challenge that I needed <laughs> to bring out the best in my performance. I mean, no wonder. you. This explains exactly why you are on stage when I've watched you and you are fearless. And you just fucking bang, 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 bang. You hammer the audience into the floor. Having seen you work many times, now I get yeah. it. Because you were in the fucking <laughs> desert like Bane. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fuck. I always said that my I'm always jealous of. Well, you do it as well. You have a very relaxed pace at times to your stuff. Mm. And I'm like, uh, like Stuart Lee. I've had this sort of conversation with Stuart Lee a few times. We did a fringe together, so we we sort of had dinner together, like you know, thirty days in a row or something. Mm. And I said that I don't, I don't think you choose your act. Your act chooses you. Yes, like, absolutely. You can't, you can't yeah. pretend if you're not a deadpan comic, you can't be a deadpan comic. No, and no. My act is an orchestrated panic attack. Yeah. It's the only way I can describe it. It's, I, I wish. Yeah. As I get older, you know, the frenetic screaming and jumping about and stuff is um is entertaining and i do enjoy it but i come off and i'm just dying mate yeah yeah well last time i worked with you we did we did the arc in middlesbrough and and you were going you were like i'm just listen i'm gonna i've got to get back for the kids so let's let's just wrap this let's get this done let's do this do that and i'm like yeah 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 cool you get you in i'll do a few minutes at the top break you on you got the audience into such a fucking frenzy (laughs) they were just (laughs) i was like i was in the back going this cunt needs to calm down. I got because <laughs> you were like I could feel, I could see the roof like lifting off. I could see sunlight coming oh. through the rafters, and I'm like, this fucking prick. Oh, get okay, back for me dinner, but first I'm just gonna roof this. <laughs> oh, you talk to me. But that, but that, but but I but I like that because then it makes me up my game and makes me go right. Let's fucking yeah. do this. And so I've I'm, always, I'm ne- um... yeah, I'm never put off by it. It's always like fucking come on. Yeah, it's always to match that energy, isn't it? I've always thought yeah. that. the worst thing if I've heard for, for comedians, the worst thing you can never hear someone say is uh, he's a very generous compere. And I feel like going, oh, so you mean he's shit? <laughs> he's shit and easy to follow. And that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I, yeah. I learned that the hard way, being that, being, I was always 
worried about you know, in no disrespect to anyone, but you kind of I was always like, oh, I've got to, oh shit, okay, that's that sort of act, so I better do this and better do that. And then you get to a point going, no one else gives a fuck about you. And yeah, so you, yeah. you kind of go, look, just do just do what you do, and it's up to other people to come with you. Yeah, and if you know? you're good enough, yeah. The, yeah, you know, if you've got your your stones, you can follow anybody. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and that's the, that's the you, you have to in order to progress and get be successful in this game. You have to be able to play anywhere, don't you? So yeah, yeah, you know, because I've had a couple. I've had a couple of people say to me, they're like, before before I was bringing them on, they've gone, ah, oh, can you not? Do this, or can you not Ugh. do that? I'm like, dude, Ugh. I'm just doing what I do. You just gotta, just gotta go with it. Yeah, you know? yeah and that's yeah. not be, that's not be being selfish. It's like, look, just, you know, you couldn't. You, yeah, if it's good, you're surfing the chaos. Yes, and that's that's where it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the people yeah. that ask you not to do that are the people who've got 20 minutes of written down jokes they'd like to say <laughs> and leave, please, now. <laughs> Is that my money? Thank you very much. Yeah. Ta-ta. <laughs> exactly. This wasn't special and I don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you're, so when you were in the Merchant Navy, that's Ooh. a very, that's a very masculine very, very masculine environment, oh, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Man. So you and but the thing is, having hung around with you, you're not a typical bloke. You, I'm, you know, not saying you're not masculine, but you're not, you're not like oh, oh fucking. Uh, Weirdly, know. I was when I was thinking about talking to you today. I was thinking about this thing that I've been trying to to get into words that I want to. I want to resign my gender. Mm. I want to resign from bloke because I don't. Yeah. Like, I don't like blokes. Being a man is different from being a bloke in my yes. feelings. Like there's things like my, my dad was was a man. Do you know what I mean? In my, in my eyes, and, mm. and he had so many positive, honourable attributes. Um, but being a bloke is like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> we can pay her less, mate. She won't mind. That's um, it. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, exclusively, yeah. exclusively from the southern part of England. But no, that, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't. Um, there's just so much uh, sort of negative uh, attributes, I suppose, to that that sort of f- what a bloke is now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's not. I'm not saying it's like a working class lean out of a white van guy. I mean, look, I was just watching Boris Johnson before. Do you know what I mean? It's just being yeah. an arsehole and getting away. Maybe it's that. It's the the privilege of being a man has let the arseholes widen. <laughs> yeah, I get offended when people when people describe me as a bloke. I'm like, you're not listening to anything I've just said. You're yeah, literally, yeah. you're literally just, you're just listening to the, my voice. You're not listening what to the you? words. What was you know? that review? You're a woke. I'm a woke feminist geezer. <laughs> yeah, which really made me laugh. It's, it's so funny. It's quite the juxtaposition. <laughs> well, it's just like, how can I try and offend from three different angles? At the yeah, yeah. Time? <laughs> I know. And I went, and I said, that's really funny. And I put it, I put it on some like um, posters and stuff like that. And on a boosted post on Facebook, the yeah. fucking shit that I got from some people, like yeah. get your bullshit off my timeline. You're obviously a paedophile. Otherwise you wouldn't say shit like that. I'm, right. like, I'm like, hang on, you haven't read it. It's a quote. It's in quote marks. Someone else said it. I thought that was funny. They go, ah, you've got something to hide. You've got skeletons in your closet, you dirty pedo. <laughs> I mean, pedophile's a bit of a jump. <laughs> yeah, you know. I've gone from a geezer to a pedo in yeah. in three words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is, is that. I, yeah, but that, I, I get what you're saying about that. That it's like it's like Gav Webster. Gavin Webster is 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 a is a is, when you listen to what he's saying, it's not blokey at all. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he says, he goes, "Oh, I look like that guy that plays snooker with your brother." Your brother, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
but it's not by so I get what you're saying when you want to resign from that yeah that gender I, wanted to, it, yeah. I wanted to try and do a bit on stage like just uh, you hear some blokes in the corner just go oh look at her tits and then you just walk up to the bar and unscrew your penis and put it on and go I don't need this anymore I'm not too many bad things have been done with these I'm, not, <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to resign my membership to this club now thank you <laughs> Put it in a cabinet like a gun. Like you have yeah, to lock it away. Like, yeah. look, just mahogany it up, and it'll be a little discussion piece. <laughs> oh, what's Jason? What's that? What's that? Is that salt and pepper pot? What is that? That used to be my penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that if that penis could talk, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> it would probably just go enough, please. Enough. <laughs> just screaming. <laughs> But being in that environment with the with the with the, in the in the navy, oh man, it must have been. If you're not if you're not like that, you have to find a way to cope and and survive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember yeah. once. This is one of my clearest memories. We were in Savannah, in Georgia, deep south of America, uh, the, the deep south of America. I had a, a girlfriend called Tammy who had a speedboat who used to come pick me up. She was really good fun. I really liked her. I fell in love with her a bit. Mm. And uh, and it was the day of the FA Cup final, and they said, uh, "What are you doing this afternoon?" I said, "Tammy is picking me up at the gangway, and then we were going to to her place, and I'll be back about three or four in the morning because I know that's when my shift starts." And they were like, "Wait, it's, it's the FA Cup final," and I was like, "Yeah, but I'm I'm going with Tammy <laughs> on the speedboat to her place uh, till the small hours," and they were like, "But we're going to listen to it on the World Service. What's wrong <laughs> with you? Are you some kind of puff?" And I was like, <laughs> I was like. I am going to have intercourse with the human lady person. <laughs> You're going to sit round a radio imagining men. <laughs> that was one of the weirdest things. When I, when I started to really want to do comedy, I sort of did. I went to a comedy club and I, and I saw my friend doing it, Lee Fennick, who was in Dick oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with us. And then I went back to see. And, uh, and while I was there, I was sort of writing sketches. I stopped drinking on a night time with, with everyone. I was sort of writing sketches on a typewriter. And then posting wow. them home in big thick manila envelopes, like from every port that we went to. It was just there was hundreds of them. And um and it was like then at that point they were like, What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just gonna write some ideas down. And like that did not go down well. <laughs> Which it's after work, we'll get we'll get drunk now. And then, you know, we'll get drunk and say massively racist things at each other. <laughs> yeah. You knew you want to go off your Ponzi book. We're gonna go write yeah, yeah. some things now. Be a typewriter. You're just gonna create, are you? What's the point in that? <laughs> It's funny, isn't it? It's funny. We, you and I had a moment in Edinburgh when I first met you. We were in Edinburgh. I'd met you already, but we're in Edinburgh. And you were sitting in uh, Cafe Royal and you were on your laptop. Mm -hmm. And I walked in. And I was. this is when I was with my ex, Marilyn. And I was, I, I was just sort of wandering in. And you looked up briefly from your laptop. And you went, are you all right, mate? I went, yeah, yeah, I'm just... Um, uh, my missus is, uh, is in hospital. She's having a breast reduction. And you didn't even look, you just shut your laptop and you went, oh, what? <laughs> God. And then we had a, because both of it, it was new to both of us. I didn't yeah. know that this was a thing. And me and you had a moment where we, we were discussing, we were like, wow, I didn't know that that was a thing. We both had that moment together. Yeah. Which was nice. Because you don't know, unless someone tells you, you don't, yeah, yeah. you don't think about it. And it's not us. We weren't walking around going, oh, tits. But yeah. just that moment we went, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, that is, Okay. It was a nice minute. It was a nice moment. Oh, good. I'm glad. People yeah. sometimes tell me stories about when I've been kind, and I keep, I keep thinking, you've got me mixed up. 
<laughs> you've always else. you've always been kind to me. I don't. I mean, I've heard some horror stories about of you, course, but yeah. to me, mate, you've always been fine. Yeah, he's a geezer, isn't he? He's a geezer. He's a bit of a cunt, but he's one of us. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's that. It's that <laughs> mentality. That's the one that really gets me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucking shit. It is shit. There was that when we went. To, we were again. I think it was the same time and we were going out to put posters up on the royal mile oh well the the, the birth of ladders and glue ladders and glue the, oh, yeah, yeah. and we were walking up i was really disappointed because you were on your phone at the front of the ladder and i was at the back <laughs> and i'm going oh this would be really funny because we're surrounded by people and i said to yeah. this fella i went hold oh, this and he held it so we were yeah. still walking along and you're on the phone and then i appeared next to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> But you kind of you didn't you kind of looked weren't you and back to your phone call and I was like oh that's supposed to be really funny ah oh. fuck this <laughs> it was like yeah it was a moment but it was funny yeah now. funny now ladders and glue man yeah ladders and glue and then you're so you grew up you grew up in Newcastle yes yes and it and see I I only know the stereotypes I've not really spent a lot of time up there so I only know the stereotypes of Newcastle is it is it much it's, of course well, it's not like that is it. Yeah, it is. They're all true. Yeah. yeah, obviously. But there's like there's different parts of it. Do you know what I mean? There's obviously like everywhere. You know, there's an arts community and stuff, and there's mm. all that. But you know, the predominant thing is you know a, a lady weeing in the street, while a a gentleman in just a gossamer thin t-shirt stands in the snow and holds her chips. <laughs> and well, is... I think that's the same everywhere. That's the same down here. You get this. I, yeah. There's many times I've been out, and I'm like, put a fucking coat on, man. Jesus, yeah. you know, but then yeah, I, you, think, know, bit, you know, go on. We were that age, and and I remember walking around with no coat on, thinking I was invincible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I, I quickly went, I quickly switched to coat. Uh, in the first winter of drinking, I think in Newcastle, because the, th- the thing about lads not wearing a coat is because the pubs are so close together. Uh, but the kind of people that go to those pubs that are so close together are exactly the kind of people we've been talking about where it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> want to touch it, like it, want to touch it. <laughs> Should I ask first? No, it'll like it when I touch it. <laughs> it's gay to ask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we used to like to go to different pubs that are miles apart from each other, and that's when I went coated, uh, uh, sheathed. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was it, it was quite weird because like my my friend was a, a scratch DJ, so like it, when I was eighteen, nineteen, you know, it was all like raves and hip hop, and you know, what I mean, like the underground hip hop scene in Newcastle is it's pretty safe to say we all knew exactly who the other one was. Yeah, right. it, wasn't, it wasn't like a massive crew. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just Darren, me and Darren. Exactly. I remember one lad was doing a freestyle, and he op- he opened his his rap recitation. What was he just went gun smoke? We were like, where? <laughs> <laughs> we're in a, we're in a, we're in the function room of a pub underneath the tide bridge. Where are you get gun smoke from here? <laughs> oh man, I remember I we it was me and my mate Stephen Bull, and we had the 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 like uh, shell suit top things. With, and we wrote our tag name on the back of our jackets. Nice. And mine was Paxo. <laughs> I don't Paxo. even know why. I don't even know why. Because he's always stuffing them. Oh. <laughs> and all, and we weren't, we weren't really a crew, me and Stephen. We just breakdanced on his front lawn badly. Amazing. Yeah. And that was it. That was us. That was, it wasn't, it wasn't exactly Compton where we were yeah, doing yeah. that. 
in this well, in I the middle to, class suburbs. Yeah, well, I used to go to America on the ships. You could get all the clothes that you couldn't get in the UK. Do you know what I mean? So oh, I, yeah. I had the I had the biggest pants, like like yes. crazy big pants. Looking back, it was very Aladdin genie in denim <laughs> size pants. I remember but you. I remember, I, yeah, you did have. You always had a big jean. I do remember. Yeah, yeah, but I remember walk, coming back from uh, from sea and hadn't seen anyone for about six months. And uh, just walking into the pub, and I remember I just kicked the door open and went, "How oh, lads, how big are me pants?" <laughs> and they're all like, "Fucking hell, <laughs> <laughs> biggest pants!" And I remember that night, three of us got in the pants, and it was like, <laughs> but it was such a moment of like, we've seen the future, and the future is triple man pants. <laughs> <laughs> the essence of hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the other end of the pub, these old blokes are going, I don't know what the bloody on about them, like young bastards. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you're, you said you had PTSD after your. When you, yeah, man. You got banged up. How, how, did, that, how, how did that manifest itself? Or did you... So I got out of, of the prison, and my dad. See, this is the other thing about, about my dad when I was saying about positive attributes and honour and stuff. That when my dad, because he worked for the same shipping company, when he we got arrested on a Friday, so the office didn't find out till the Monday. But when he found out, he uh, they told him, and he he was in the office, and he picked up his bag and walked out and shouted at them, "I'm going to the airport. There better be a ticket waiting for us when I get there." And wow. he flew to where we were and stayed there for the whole two months, and just said to them, "I don't care what it costs. You can take it off my money. I'm I'm staying there." And he stayed for the whole thing. And every day we'd get like a. I think it was five and a half, six hour journey out to the desert and bring us food. Um, and then he would want to see us. And if they wouldn't let him see us, what he used to do was sit outside. They had like a bench. Yeah. Um, and he would sit in the in this blazing sun uh, and just read a book and just wait them out. It was a wow. real... And uh, at one point, they, uh, they said, oh, well, we know you... That one of the guys, the guards who liked me and liked my dad said uh, the the warden knows that you'll go because the car's waiting for you. So my dad used to get the car to drop him off and he would stay there. And he would stay there in the sun with no shade. Fuck. And he just had like massive bottles of water. And he would just sit there and burn the shit out of himself. So, because, it, so it, yeah. uh, just the chance to see his son, obviously. I was only 21. Do you know what I mean? I'm still, wow. I mean, I'm still a kid. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, so we get out and um, get home. There's like massive homecoming. Everything's amazing, getting drunk. And then I remember the, the next day, I was just sitting in the living room. I'd had my breakfast and I was sitting in the living room. And then my mother came and shook my shoulder and it was lunchtime. And I'd just been oh. sitting staring, just like on pause. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and oh. that, that was like the complete manifestation of that part of it. And then it was uh, just angry and pretty much trying to drink myself to death. Mm -hmm. uh, for about five years, probably probably five six years. Oddly, it was comedy that got me sober-ish. Yeah. Um, because I realised I can't do stand-up piss and I can't do it with a hangover, so that's that kicked that side of it. But yeah. I would probably, if I hadn't have found it, I'd probably be dead. And, and it's weird considering what a drink and drug-based industry we're in that it actually yeah. cured cured me of those things. <laughs> just to, to show you how extreme the other thing was. The, yeah, yeah, but we, yeah, did, yeah, we yeah. tried everything. I've had loads of counsellors over the years. I mean, we can do another one. I had, I had a hypnotherapy guy who sat too close, who I kept thinking was going to touch us because he kept rustling. 
That was weird. If, you, if you're going hypno- to hypnotise someone, right, and you're sitting next to them and they've got their eyes closed and they're right next to you, don't fucking rustle. Do you know what I mean? Especially when exactly. someone's got issue, issues about threats and people coming for you. you know I mean, yeah, I've had loads of them. I had one woman who moaned. She was quite. It was, she was good at her job, but she used to. She used to. When you were telling her something, you would say something like, "I would say, you know, like I often wish. Uh, I often wonder if I'm good enough to be my father's son." Was one of, one of the things, and she'd go, "Mmm, mmm, mmm," and then I sort of started a game because it was like the sadder the thing I said, the bigger moan she would do. So then, like, I told her about holding my dad's hand when he died, and she went like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, crazy!" She said, "A grief troll." Like, oh. oh yeah, yeah, it was. That was it. It was like I was mainlining all my sadness into her. So there was her. There was the guy who was just interested in comedy and used to like me like it if I told him jokes. So that was like <laughs> a very strange hour once a week. <laughs> go and do stand up sitting down in a front room of some guy's house. <laughs> and then when your uh, mum would go, How was it? You go, smashed it. Yeah. Yeah. Smashed it, smashed that. <laughs> that well that Brilliant. was it. At the end I was going, it was good. Yeah, I ripped it. It was, it was really good. <laughs> and then I had but then I had one who was the opposite, who who wouldn't let us do jokes and she was yeah, we she was good. I had her for yeah. a couple of years. It takes a while, doesn't it, that someone else has said that. It takes a while. You might, you, yes, you've made the decision, the difficult decision to go, I need to talk to someone. But yeah, there's that assumption that that very first person is going to be the one that will help you out, and that's not always the case, is it, as you no, found? No, God, no. It's, um, and I think it's also it's just it's just time. You need time, man. Mm. Everything in life I have learned at my many years of age is about letting stuff go that you can't change. That's the biggest thing i think because sometimes you hang on to things that because they're part of you or they habit or in some way they're comforting um and they're not good for you and it's about trying to trying to look at what those things are and tell them to fuck off (laughs) do you know what i mean exactly yeah i i i've i've actually said that out loud on here i think when i've just Mm. there's no there's no point dragging any shit around from yeah. the past, any, any like, like anything, because I've made plenty of mistakes, and I I keep myself awake at night sometimes, thinking, oh God, why did I do that? Why wasn't I better at that? Why didn't I treat that person better? But it's like you've already done it. There's no point. Yeah, There's yeah. no point lugging it around. You might as well. That person will either forgive you or they'll tell you you're a prick. But yeah. there's nothing. There's nothing you can do about it. So and if you lift the lesson from it, and you you apply whatever the lesson is, then there's no point in dwelling on the rest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, true. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, you, you could say, you know, you just got to let it go. Just be a cunt all the time. Yeah, fuck it. Not bothered. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you've got to, like, learn, you know, and that's, I think that only comes with time and, and maturity. You know, it's like I'm 47 this summer. I, don't, I was, my missus was, we we're just talking about it. And she was like, God, you're 47. She said, you're a 16 year old boy trapped in an old man's body. <laughs> and it's, that's kind of like sometimes my level of maturity. Yeah. And I think you've got to, uh, you've got to have some, got to have some miles on the wheels to, to, to learn to let it go. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. I said that earlier. Actually, that is that it comes with age where you can, you can admit when you've been a bit shit, and, yeah. and you know because when you're younger, you're like, no, no, it's everyone else's fault. But when you get older, you kind of go, oh yeah, that was me. I was a bit of a dick. Okay, let's not do that again. Let's yeah, move yeah. on. The, yeah, the, I get it. The man. moment I think one of the glorious moments is when you realise that uh, that you got to bin off toxic people. And that is, oh, what a week that is. Oh, <laughs> sweet Lord. And, that, oh. and you don't even realise it. You go, that's my mate. It's my mate. And then when you, when you eventually fuck them off, you go, oh, no, I, I feel better. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, life's, yeah. life's got less guilt. Isn't this just the best? <laughs> I've had a few friendships like that, and I'm, I always felt I couldn't, I couldn't give them what they wanted, and I've always felt bad. I'm like, oh, I'm not a good friend. I'm not a good friend. And then I'd realise I'm like, I haven't spoken about me once ever since yeah. I hung around with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. What yeah, the yeah. fuck is this shit? Yeah, yeah. But because well, we're men, that's... yeah. Yeah, it was the 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 comedian trope in you, isn't it? Yes. You need to please. That's it. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And you say your dad passed away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. comedian, isn't it? Comedian, obviously. Um, <laughs> got to have dead dad in there. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, you did a show, didn't you? Yeah, first yeah, did the first did one, mate. Did the first yeah, one? Yeah, that's it. I Not remember a single now. comedian's dad had died before no. I did that show. And then and they then all it, jumped on that bandwagon. Then it was a bloody epidemic, mate. They all started <laughs> popping off. <laughs> dad, listen, I've got an Edinburgh show to write. How are you feeling? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, my mother, my mother's beaten cancer. I think it's five times now. She's Fucking hell, man! Oh, she's great. She's she's a yeah. legend. But when she got it the first time, she said, uh, "We're talking about it." She went, "You might get a show out of this." And I was like, oh. "Thanks, mum. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks for <laughs> yeah. thinking of the team." That's yeah. <laughs> what I like about you, mum. You're not never thinking about yeah, you. Yeah. Pragmatic, pragmatic. <laughs> get them ticket sales up. That's it. Making a positive out of a negative. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you feel? I've not because I, I haven't really had anybody. I've said this before. I haven't had anyone really close to me pass on, so I don't really know. I don't really know oh. what it feels like. And so when when your dad passed away, and then uh, your mum said telling you that you, she had cancer. Yeah. What goes through your head? How does that feel when someone that you love that like that tells you something like that? Well, it's really weird because it's like you sort of understand that a lot of the things that you do in your life are for those people or for your parents in a way to mm. show them that you've done well, that you've been good. I mean, even, even and sometimes even if you don't get on with them, because I know that, you, that some people have a 
troubled relationship with them, but even it's to prove that person wrong that you are good enough. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mine was, was always to prove to my old man that I was, I was right, you know, because I was, I was very good at the Merchant Navy bit. So, and I just sort of threw that all away to do this. Um, but yeah, so you've like, you kind of haven't got anyone to do it for in a way anymore. Mm. Um, but then, and then there's like, I mean, grief's weird because grief's, grief's like a physical thing. It's yeah. really bizarre. There's like a, like a physical sadness because it's, it's the most sadness. It's the most of the sadness. You can't get any yeah. more sadness than, you know, <laughs> someone all of that the close to your dying. It's all of the sadness. It's all of the different ways of sadness. Um, so I did, I, I used to have a joke, what was it about it? Oh yes, I tried, um, I tried an organic therapy. I just put a bottle of whiskey up on the screen and that was, I was doing like a bottle of whiskey a day for a bit. Um, and then, yeah. And then there's the sort of the, then there's the moment about a month after where you, you do something, you think, oh, I must tell. And then you don't uh, even finish yeah. that sort of thing. And then there's about four, three months after that, there's a, a laugh that I've always tried to tell people or get in that you'll do a laugh that you'll like, you'll do that. Oh, I must tell such and such. I must tell me dad, you know, he would have loved this. Yeah. And then you sort of do a laugh that that he's dead in a way, because you think of how you almost think of how, how he would laugh when you tell him, Oh, I was thinking this, but then I realized you were dead. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, he would, he yeah, would appreciate yeah. the irony of that situation. This, yeah. And then, you know, you just go on. I mean, still like, I would say probably once a week, I cry about my dad. But they're really good, nice, cathartic, soulful, fills you up a bit. It's not, it's, it's not really a sadness. It's like, it's always, it's always about good stuff. Do you know what I mean? I always like, yeah. wish he was here to see the stuff. Um, yes. Because, you know, when he died, I was doing a 50 seats in the fringe. And that was like, that was the height of anything I'd done, which was great mm. times. But, you know what I mean? I've gone on since then to do other things that I think yeah. he really, really liked. Um, yeah, but yeah, you're always part of you, and you you sort of realise that like there's a great thing that nobody ever dies because they are they are you. Do you know what I mean? They're, yes, they're the, the soup that makes up you. Yeah, true. And that's yeah. Um, like I am my dad. Like I, I look exactly like him. I do when I stand up, I tap my pocket and check my change exactly like he does. So many mannerisms <laughs> and stuff. It's really bizarre. And you pick those up. I do things that my mother does. I have some of her phrases. I have some of her worries and angles of looking at stuff. So you're made up of those people. So even though they're, they're, they're dead, they're definitely dead, um, you, they're, they're in you. Do you know they're what I mean? They're still there, yeah, still yeah. alive. Whether you yeah. like it or not. Because obviously my dad was from an Irish Catholic family with a genetic propensity of alcoholism. So thank you, you Father. <laughs> we stood you in good stead. That's oh, why mate, you're I, still I, here. I've made the ancestors proud. <laughs> but that seeing your because your dad like you just telling me your that story of your dad just sitting in the desert yeah man because he sounds banged up and he's like i'm going fucking nowhere that yeah. is such a powerful thing oh so your, God, yeah. your dad being your dad being that kind of a man and then him being ill must have been must have been yeah yeah horrible well, we had to loads see. of like my mother started this publishing company from nothing, this tiny little local advertising catalogue thing. Yeah. And uh, and her and this other bloke built it up and built it up, and it was just when the internet was about to kick off. And then the internet got bigger, and then um, the, this other company was going to buy it, and we were going to get a million pounds. Wow. And um, and Dad was like, oh, this is it. I'm coming back from the ships. No more no more going away. <laughs> we're going to get a big house. He's picking out Mercedes. He's loving it. And my mum just got freaked out, and the stress was too much, and it was killing her. He yeah. was crying every day and every night. And then he just turned around and said, well, just just give it up. Just wow. give it up. I'll, I'll just stay at sea for longer. And what an incredible man. 
And I was at dinner. I remember when and she said, no, but you can't because if I just see this next few years through. And he was like, but you'll be miserable. He says, you'll not be happy. None of us will be happy. Mm. So just give it up. And, and she did. She never went back and just walked away from all of it. Do you know what I mean? Can you imagine that, yeah. that sort of selflessness? Fucking hell. It's incredible, it's, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Rare. That's, I don't, I mean, yeah. I don't I know don't many people that, that would have done that. Do you think so? It, yeah, I don't know. Oh, maybe. I think, like, I think yeah. I, oh, man. I've, that's, in, that's an incredible story. Oh, genuinely, that's, that's thrown me that. What a, oh, beautiful, yeah. what a beautiful thing. When you th- once, he was the same as me, he was six foot two, and I got drunk, we had an argument, and I punched him in the face. And I remember this so clearly, Rich, I was on the third step up on the staircase, and I had my back foot planted, mate. Planted. Oh, yeah. Right? And I went right hand lead, bang, right as hard as I could. And I remember Jesus. he just went, all right, all right, calm down. <laughs> I, was like, I was like 25 as well. I was like, well, that's the end of our fighting career. <laughs> Thank you, Father. He's just, yeah. just dusting himself off. Well, all right. yeah, all Lesson right. learned, big man. <laughs> yeah. Better? Do you feel better? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was that. He was good. Like, Come on, sit down. We'll have a drink. Have a ciggy. <laughs> well, that, 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 having that soul what a beautiful soul that he had yeah yeah even yeah. though he was in a very masculine world he still mm. had that because anybody else probably would have been oh fucking get out there woman and do this and do that but your dad yeah, wasn't yeah, about yeah. that that's a that's a wonderful thing to yeah well he'd come what? from an abused home where his dad um was an awful man stan my granddad uh right. who used to go to sea for like sometimes he just wouldn't come home and uh, so he'd disappear for five years and then he would just walk in the door and if his dinner wasn't on the table, he would slap me nan. Fucking um, hell. He's like a choice bastard. Do you know what I mean? A real... Yeah. Oh, he you, sounds delicious. You, you ordered the bastard? How about the bastard XL? <laughs> um, and he used to like he used to pay off a ship with a shilling, just a shilling, and then brag that his bar bill was higher than the captain's and stuff like that. Like a real absolute... Yeah, yeah. And apparently I met him once. He came in my mum and dad's house. I was just a baby. Because he'd heard that they'd had the baby, and uh, they'd had the baby. Sorry, and um, uh, he sat down on the sofa, pissed out of his head, uh, wet himself, and then my dad threw him down the stairs. And that was the last time he ever saw him. Fuck. Was like, but those, you know, but those are scarring moments. Mm. And I think that you know that to um, you know to to not be that bloke is what makes you into a proper diamond geezer, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. To not, yeah. That again just goes to show what sort of a man your dad was. Yeah, to go, yeah. yeah I don't want to be that prick. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Beautiful, man. Fuck me. And you, and your mum, is your mum all right now? You said she's she's beating it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, my, so my, when my dad died, God, when my dad died, like 12 years ago, um, so I always wind her up that she should get a boyfriend, just mainly for sport for me. Um, <laughs> but she lives with my sister now. So, um, the, uh, yeah, she loves it. She's got a family. She's still, do you know what I mean? She's still got close intimate relationships with people um so she's great you know she's loving life she's loving the lockdown yeah i wish <laughs> oh god yeah well she doesn't do anything you know i mean when you're a 72 year old woman that doesn't do anything she's like the whole world's living like me <laughs> yeah yeah I, 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 I think that's what's made me feel strangely zen about all this is that it's happening to all of us well it's it's weird i think i think it's quite it's quite um cosseting and quite comforting mm stay in your house don't leave your house that's the order stay in your house yeah There's something quite quite safe about that because your house is your safe place isn't it 
Yeah, absolutely. So that, and that kind of, cause, I mean, it's sort of crumbling now as we're recording this. Um, but yeah, I think I'll, I'll weirdly miss it. It was actually, I, yeah, I got, I was, I found myself getting annoyed the other day. I was driving, I was driving to the shop, and then the day that they on the news they showed everyone at the beach, and yeah. I was driving up, and I could see them all. I'm like, you can't look at you. You don't yeah, give yeah, a yeah. shit. You don't give a shit. But then I realised I wasn't really angry at them. I think I was more angry that the lockdown was easing or things was kind of starting to go back to where they were. And I'm like, Oh, I quite, again, like you say, it's quite, I like this safety mm, of, yeah. you know, it took away a lot of my worries, a lot of stresses of the outside world being locked yeah, down. Yeah. 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 You know, but it's like, it, yeah. you know what I mean? You're always worrying about money. How about we take away your entire income? <laughs> Stress <Yeah>. is gone. <laughs> yeah. There was a bit of that going, well, I haven't got it. And yeah. it's not my fault. Okay. Hello, is that the bank? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you can't have what I don't got. <laughs> exactly. And I think and I think that's what annoyed me. I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to start facing up to some reality now. And that, mm. that worried me a little bit. And how when because I was a dad when I was twenty. So yeah, kind young. of yeah. So I didn't I didn't really have sort of time to think about it. I was because I was a kid myself, so I just mm. kind of went into it. It wasn't any sort of thought of am I gonna be a good dad? Am I gonna be this? Am I gonna be that? I just had to do it. Did you did you feel pressure to become a dad? Were you worried that you might be like your granddad or? Oh, I'm always worried about yeah, yeah. your granddad. Um, what yeah. a prick he was. Uh, but it's like the the sort of weird thing. Like I can tell you all these stories about my dad being a diamond geezer and all that. But like mm. he he went away to sea. So like I say, my when I was a kid, I would see him three months out of every year. And one of the things that one of my many counsellors um, has told me is that every way every time he went away, it was like he. He died. It was like we grieved for him. Yeah, right. Again, do you know what I mean? Because he was gone, yeah. and it feels like he's going to be gone forever. And it feels like he's only been here for a heartbeat. Um, so it's kind of like, but what it means in sort of another way is that he'd come back and would have these like heightened experiences with him. Do you know what yeah. I mean? When Dad came home, it was amazing. Do you know what I mean? Some of the stuff. He once came home where he got loads of uh, cat. I can tell you this because he's dead. Um, <laughs> he got loads of his money advanced in cash on the ship. And put it into a money belt, and old Texas snakes get yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was that much money in it; it was round, and he, <laughs> he shoved it in. I remember he walked through Newcastle Airport, and he couldn't speak. He was just going, "Let's get in the car! Get in the car! Let's get in the car!" <laughs> so we got in the car. We got, got in the car, and we got home, and he couldn't open it. The zip on the money belt was jammed tight. So there was that much dollars in it, so we had to cut it open with a kitchen knife. And all oh this my money, God. like just all these dollars, just explode. And it's just like it's just like a Willy Wonka kind of weird <laughs> thing. It's just like, and my dad just he loving the moment because he'd come from such poverty, like my mum had, and he's going, "There's more, there's more." We're going, dollars, dollars. <laughs> see, see, you know, and then there's always presents for us. He had loads of presents for us, which you know, I mean, obviously, what are you going to do if you haven't seen your kids for six months? Of course, which yeah. is fine, but it means that that's my own, my only blueprint for what a dad is. Oh yeah, and you can't you know match I mean? that when you've been when you've been to Bolton. Well, exactly. For the <laughs> so it's like you know, I had to go away for six weeks, and I was home every weekend. But every week, I bought my daughter a present. So I was like Nintendo Switch, yay! Because <laughs> that's what dads do. Exactly. That's it is. That's what dads do. And I'm like, come on, let's have ice cream till we're sick. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I remember in 1998, and I was working for a, a furniture 
store. I was delivering furniture and stuff. And I had a, I had, I used to sell all the secondhand furniture. Like we'd, we'd have to take all the old stuff away, but a lot oh, of yeah. it was pretty decent. So I'd flog it on. And then I used to put the money in a shoebox, and I'd, I had this shoebox on top of my wardrobe. And then we saved it up. We're like, right, we're going to go on our first hot holiday on a plane. We'd never been on a plane before. Like, this is what we're going to do. So I did. So I remember the the kids were tiny. Like my my youngest was only one. And we're like, so I got the shoebox down. And I went right, sit on the bed, lads. And they sat on the bed, and then I just, <laughs> and I tipped the shoebox over them. And all this, and they're like, oh, chucking the money around. Like, don't yeah. chuck it too far. Don't chuck it too far. But it was all. It was only a grand. <laughs> but, it was like, but it was so exciting. It was so exciting. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah. you, you could go back in time and go, come on, lads, enjoy it. In 20 years' time, I'll be terrified to have this much undeclared cash on the premises. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to declare? No. <laughs> That's just shoes. Yeah. <laughs> But you're so you, are you having counselling now? Are you still doing it, or you're? No, you're, I'm kind of kind yeah. of off it now. It's kind of because I mean I have I had um, huge anxiety. I still have anxiety, mm. but um, and for no, it just of, comes upon you. You don't really know why. Yeah, it but it, we're in. Yeah. It's the business that we're in, isn't it? Do yeah, you know what I mean, it's, it's kind of you're not. You know, I mean, I'm I get quite jealous of, of people that have like a good solid job. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I remember once going to do a preview at Cambridge Junction, which was undersold. And mm. um, it was sunny. I was getting the train. The train was delayed. So they were going to pick me up from the station. Um, it was horrible. The gig itself, sorry, they picked me up from the station. They'd let the audience in, all 30 of them. Um, in, the, in Cambridge Junction? In Cambridge Junction, the studio, wow. a little box oh, next yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. They'd let them in. So I had to go on and set up all my stuff because I had a projector and a screen. So I had to, like... Compare myself doing that, and then I did the show, which they all hated because I was late. And then um, I had to unpack the stuff while they belligerently left and get the last train back. But oh. what I was making is it was a Friday night, and the train was just coming past. You know when you have those houses that have the gardens and the, the like, the they butt onto the train tracks. Yes, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just saw the train was going slowly, and I saw this this bloke coming out, and he just had a shower. He was in his in his shorts and his t-shirt. He had four cans of beer. The barbecue was just just lit. It still oh. had flames on it. And they had the yeah. plate with all the meat next to it. And these two kids were playing in the paddling pool. And I was like, that guy's done for the weekend. That's... <laughs> oh, mate, I'm so yeah. jealous. Yeah, I've done that a few times. Going past, you see the trampolines. Yeah. And you see the bits and the bobs. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, before all this sort of collapsed, it was I was... I was like, oh, maybe I'll just get a driving job again and just do that for a bit. And yeah, because it just, yeah, it just did that the stress of, I don't know what I was stressed about because it wasn't, I wasn't, I'm not doing it because I want to be famous. It's because I love doing it. I love doing comedy, but for some reason it made me anxious. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's, it was, it's, it's the adrenaline business, man. You're yeah. pumping that much adrenaline at yourself, you burn out. Glenn Wall's had something to say about that, I think, in the past about adrenal burnout or something. He's oh, really? To yeah. yeah. He's great. You don't think about that, do you? I know there's lots of uh, lots of comics that, like Paul Sweeney and I were talking the other day, and he was saying that he'd do a gig and then he, he couldn't go to sleep when he got in; he'd be ramped up. Yeah, absolutely. And he go, "Oh yeah, that's what that was." I would be, I'd be, I'd be even if you drive, drive back from say, I say I drove back from the Ark in you know, Middlesbrough, and I'd get home and four and a half hours later or five hours later, and you just even then you're still like, still, you say, oh fucking, well, I don't know what to do. Of, having to drive yeah. five hours, haven't you, and not die? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the other thing, isn't it? 
<laughs> Certainly picks you up, dear. <laughs> Counting the bridges. Oh, God. Oh, fucking shit. Yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah that's... Yeah. It is that level of... Because it's such a... It's it's such a trivial thing to do. Comedy is such a trivial thing to do. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We, we help we help nobody. We save not one life. We don't produce any anything that other people can use. Um, but it's it's one of the scariest things you can do is to speak. You know, public speaking, and it, mm. and it, get, it gets your your whole body, your whole your whole physiology is amped up to fight or flight. And you, yes. you can fight, fight, flight, or just tell filthy lies to get out of it. <laughs> yeah, what are you stressed about? I was just talking about my penis for 20 minutes. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I've, uh, had, I've had a fireman a fireman say that to me. I don't know how you do that. And I'm like, mate, come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, those special forces guys when we did the CSE gigs. And yeah. they were going, fuck. I'm like, are you kidding? You you yeah, go yeah. into, you become part of someone's family for 10 years. Yeah. To, 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 in secret, that they think you're a long lost cousin. You know, like that subterfuge and, that, and they're, they're, they're sneaking around. And I'm like, I couldn't do that. I've literally been talking about the fact that I'm a bit fat for 20 minutes. And that's all I've <laughs> yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking, it's mad, isn't it? It is mad. Um yeah, it's crazy, know. but that's why I think it 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 it, prom- it gives you anxiety, and I think it attracts the anxious as well. It's that yes. search, searching for the for the rush for the high. I've always, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit like you. I think I've always enjoyed the sort of rough gigs a little bit more yeah. than I should sometimes. Yes, I feel like I've I feel like I've achieved something when I've when I've come away from a gig like that, and I've and I've I've won for for one, a better expression. You know, I've got, I've got yeah, yes, tamed the beast. I've, yes. It was like some yeah, of the yeah, places yeah. I started at the old hyena in Newcastle. You won when there was silence. Really? So when, yeah. You know I mean, when not everyone was talking or shouting or stuff like yes. that, they were listening. And, and in between the jokes, there's silence while they wait for the next joke. And you're thinking, this, this is, this is as high as if there is a thermometer for this gig, this is as high as it gets. Mm. That there's silence. That everyone's <laughs> yeah. paying attention to the thing they've paid to watch. That's it. All the all the monkeys have sat down. They stopped throwing yeah. their dinner around. Yeah, oh, yeah, what's this guy? <laughs> this yeah. chimps tea party. It's a yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, man. And then you get addicted to that. I got scared of the silences to start with. I was I wasn't used to it. I was I, when they were listening. I remember coming off and some. I went fucking hell. That was, I thought that was hard. That was hard. That bit when they were they go and it took someone. It was someone like you. So I went. They're listening to you. They they want to yeah, know what yeah. you're gonna say. You go. Oh yeah. Oh, fucking. Of course. It and makes it comes sense after now. the punchline. You got problems. <laughs> been there, done that. Fucking. Oh, hell. I think we've we've all been there, my darling boy. <laughs> oh, off the cliff like <laughs> just walking on nothing. Ah oh, shit. Here we go. But you're yeah, all right yeah. now. Are you all right? How, how are you? How are you feeling currently? You're all right. Good. Well, I mean, we're in yeah. this. We're in this yeah. sort of uppy downy sort of thing, um, which I don't know. You, you just go between massive panic and worry to it, it's mm. all right. To actually, I quite like it. To you know, thankfully, I've got I write a lot. I've got lots of writing jobs on. So oh yeah. You know, I mean, the other bits of like my life really hasn't changed that much. No. Um. So I'm sort of I'm sitting now at the desk where I do all the. The stuff with all my computers and that I've spent too much money on. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but you yeah. need those. You know, you come up with heaven and you know murder on the and all those those programs you've come up with. Oh, I'll I'll send yeah. you a picture of what what I've got after this. It's too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, <laughs> oh, like a Bond villain. It, it is. I've got three <laughs> massive monitors as well as my laptop, and then a keyboard and a studio. It's just ridiculous. Why have you got just, three monitors? 
Well, the one on <laughs> so the two on the outside are turn on their sides, so you can do scripts on them. They're easier. It's like a widescreen oh, yeah. turned on its side. So I've got the script on one side, and then I've got all the notes on the other side, and then the one in the uh, middle is just for just for blether. But yeah, it's just it's just uh, ridiculous. But yeah, mentally, I'm, I'm all right. You're all right. And yeah, your missus, man. your missus, because your missus is cool. Yeah, well, she's now, a psychologist so. who studies comedians. Fucking hell, there you go. So you're fine. <laughs> you've exactly. Got in, do you know what? I need this 24-7, so you're going to have to move in. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you need. Oh, <laughs> an ensuite psychologist. Yeah, well, I mean, I have got a joke I've used far too much, which is uh, never marry a psychologist because it's not what you're arguing about, it's why. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like next level. It's like end of level boss psychological chess fight is what we do. <laughs> yeah, it must be. How do you how do you find that if you're arguing? I know we've. It's the worst combination because I'm good at slams. You know, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm I've been doing it for twenty years. We've been doing yeah. for twenty years. So if you want to slam, I got I got buckets of slams. <laughs> But then she comes in with a dark magic. Ah. I see. But oh, yeah, she tells you why you're slamming and why. Yeah, that's... Oh God! Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's crazy. But you would. I. This. I think it's important to to hear your story and then you talking about counselling because I think everybody. I've I've had counselling and I know many people have and but there's still some people that are scared of it or they see it as oh. a weakness and you're like go and talk to someone man everybody should have counseling there's one of the yeah. bit the best things i mean if you, you just you know i always think a good counselor after a number of sessions doesn't say anything mm. do you know what i mean they're just someone you turn up and you just unload and go Bleh! yeah you know and vomit out all your your septicness your mental septicness which is, is a scientific term <laughs> <laughs> did you get <laughs> <a> Dr. Cook? <laughs> But it's good because it's, it's uh, hard to, you know, I mean, like in the, in this lockdown thing, there's I've got there's a group of five comics. So there's me, um, Carl Hutchinson, who you know, well, you know all of them. Carl Hutchinson, Phil Ellis, oh, uh, yeah. Scott Bennett, and Chris Ramsey. There's five of us. Every Friday or Saturday night, we get together and we have a sort of night of just just being a, you know being together, having a few drinks and being silly. Oh, nice. But the first half hour is always, how are you feeling? Are you all right? Is there anything we can do? Do you know what I mean? It's a really caring, mm, yeah, that's grown nice. up thing, which I think this lockdown has brought in a way. Yes. People are, are actually saying, how are you? And meaning it. Yeah. And being genuinely interested in the answer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm in a WhatsApp group with Milo McCabe and Phil Ellis. Yeah. And it's, and it's every now and again, we don't talk to each other all the time, but every now and again, it'll ping up and go, you're all right. You go, yeah, yeah, actually. I'm, I had a bit of a day yesterday, and he's like, ah, don't worry about it, man. I had it on Wednesday. And we have that chat, and it's really nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's so important. It's just looking out for each other. Well, it's the bravest thing you can do, really, yeah. to be that vulnerable. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're right. In front, in front of the, especially, especially other comedians who can sniff blood. <laughs> but this has been great, Jason. Yeah. This has been lovely, man. I really love really this. Really cool. Yeah, really cool. I've got big nice love to... for you and for your and you, as well. Man. I hope you passed on what I said about your your uh, your Jade's joke in her special. That was the joke about she the... does about about Jamila Jamil and the the, the the book title. I don't want to spoil it because people should watch Jade's special. Oh, but yeah. that was like really. I've told so many people about it. I've seen you can write a good joke, and you can perform a good joke. But there's so many elements to getting it perfect. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Just perfect. Yeah. And I remember when when she did the joke, and I was sitting in the seat, funnily enough, because it's where I live, um, and and it was there. It was like someone had kicked me in the ribs. 
It's like that, that you know, that laugh that just that you just like, go, yeah. oh no, I'm, a, I'm an old man and my body is weak. So, it was that. so yeah. when she when she showed me that, because she'd been, she every now and again she'd look up from her laptop and go, what do you think of this? And you go, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then she was doing this thing. She says, I've, I've I've come up with this thing. And then she showed me the book cover, and the, and told, and I I went, you piece of shit. That's fucking funny, man. And it was a, yeah. it was that oh, there was envy. And then it was oh, yeah, yeah. love, and it was like, ah, oh, you bastard, that's a fucking good joke. Yeah, yeah. But well done. Yeah, yeah it was beautifully done. Beautiful. Proud of them. Filmed oh. perfectly as well. Yeah, yeah, she fucking nailed it, the piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. But Jason, where can we find you online? Are you on You're on all the Twitters just, and things? Just be here in the attic, mate, that's what I do. <laughs> For another six weeks. I don't know, I'm on, I'm on some of the things that, that, that people go on. I'm on the things. If, if you want to, uh, Christ, I don't even know where I am. Uh, if you want to see pictures of me and my dog, you can go to Instagram.com. Lovely. Uh, forward slash. I'm just going to have to check now. This is how much on that. I didn't realise there'd be supplemental questions. Um, <laughs> just trying to help you out. But if you don't want people to find you, it's fine. Jason loves comedy. There he is. I'm on Instagram at Jason loves comedy. But, Lovely. Yeah, I'm just looking at it now. Lots of pictures of me and my dog. There you go. That's all right. That's what people want. Instagram is all about selfies and pictures of your dinner and, and animals. They love yeah, all that mate, shit. I'm just looking at mine now, it's a picture of beer, some cheese, the dog, the dog, the queue for the Tesco's that you have to queue in now, the dog. Oh, yeah. Someone else's dog. I don't know how that got on there. Um, <laughs> but that's where you're on Instagram, you're on Twitter and Facebook, and like, people will find oh, you. yeah, all the bits. You've I been just wanted to talk to you, brilliant. man. I've got nothing to push. Nothing to push. No, I love and admiration for what you've achieved. <laughs> well, when you popped up last week, and I'm like, fucking of course. Of course, Jason Cook. And now oh, we've done it. Right. Thank you, mate. This has been beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for having me so much, man. I hope no, you can really man. Well. And got a big place in my heart for you. Produced by Paul Daniels at pauldaniels.tv. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.